Hello and welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Alina Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn Thomas and Jude Whitehouse. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so we're carrying on our series on a woman God can use. And last week we were, we were halfway through talking about Rahab, so we're just going to dive straight back into speaking about her again. So Rahab was a prostitute who lived in the city of Jericho. And even though she she wasn't a Jew, she did end up in the the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11 for her role in hiding two Jewish spies and and making sure they got out of Jericho alive. So let's read uh, Matthew 1, uh, verses 1 to 5. And I think um, just before we read that, it's important while we're reading this is that Rahab had a past, as Lena said, she's a prostitute, but look where she ended up. Um, and this is going to show you, it just shows you something about God. And, and so she started off as a prostitute. Where did she end up? Matthew 1, 1 to 5. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And I'm just going to skip right down um, in that genealogy to verse 5. Solomon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Mm. So she ended up in the lineage of Jesus. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, God means what he says. When we repent. Yeah, and so I think it's important to notice here's a little phrase, if you like. She was a woman who had a past and a future. Yeah. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So God, yeah, as you say, forgives. Yeah, there is no sin so great that God can't forgive. And And once he does, it's gone. That's it, no shame. She was in the lineage of Jesus. It doesn't matter what your past is, you can use your fairness. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And that underlines again the importance of faith. It's salvation by faith, faith. Yep. not by our works. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing we can do to earn it. That's right. By yep. faith. Yep. And as well, also the important thing as well is that um, I, I just bring this up because this is something God's really been dealing with me is your righteousness is in Christ. Yeah. We do not have any righteousness of our own, and that you know talks as well like to what you said. You can't earn it. You can't. You know, it talks to that striving. Um, yeah. to try and clean yourself up and whatever. Yes, of course, we need to develop fruit in the Spirit and stuff, but um, our righteousness comes through Jesus Christ, and that's what we see with, you know, yeah. what I have. Yeah, you know, well, the Scripture talks about working out our salvation. It's, yeah, it's not about our, like, like works. Yeah. Works. It's, um, it's, it's submitting to the Holy yeah. Spirit, isn't yeah. it? The process of sanctification, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so Rahab had to wait for God, and she didn't really know the the timing of when she needed to be ready with her family. She didn't know when the Israelites were going to show up. She just had to sort of have faith in God that he was going to come through and provide her salvation. So in Isaiah 55, 8-9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts sorry I got a bit confused I'm just going to read that last verse again as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts so what is this scripture telling us all right, I think as, um, you know, it's talking first of all to the problem that we often have where our, we have our own idea of how things should work out and or even of how we want God to answer our prayers 
and and that's where we begin to doubt when it starts to not happen or work out the way we think when we don't see it working our way and so that scripture here really reminds us that we are only just seeing the here and now we've seen such a narrow little view of the picture and God knows best he sees the whole picture and his ways where it says his ways are higher you know and his thoughts are higher it speaks of them actually being superior so much better than our thoughts and our ways and you know I found that over the years to be so true over and over again because God's way works out in a way so much better than what you would have imagined and Mm. takes into account every factor that you've thought of and haven't thought of and yes so it's just that um, trusting and not doubting that you know he knows what he's doing Mm. Mm. yeah God's ways aren't always God's ways are not always evident to us Mm. um yeah, because like you're saying, he can see the outcome and the top and the timing totally different than what than how we can see it happening. Yep. Like, yep. yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I think I just thought of I was just a personal thing, um, and it's got nothing to do with hiding spies or anything. But um, my husband's had a back injury for the last twelve months, and um, it got to a point we were, we're very blessed that Centrelink were helping us out and we were arguing with work cover because it was a work injury and. And it got to actual point that if we didn't have money to pay our loan the next week, that um, it was going to go to the debt collectors and we'll have bad credit and da da da. And I and I always contact people if we owe the money and work out payment plans and stuff. So I'd organised all that, and yeah, and it just got to the point I was just and because I've been praying that it'd be healed and he'd get back to work and then finances will be fine. And, you know, had my whole little path set out on how things should happen and you know, and it got to that point I was just and then I was just like. Well, this is obviously not what you want, so you just need to do something because we're going to have bad credit if you don't. Mm. And the next week we got work cover started. And so, and all our debt and more was paid off. Like, it's just, and so yeah, just knowing that it doesn't matter what you're going through, God's got something organised and it'll be better than whatever you think it's going to be. And and I guess it comes to that, like what you're saying, where you get to a place where you stop praying the specific answer that right. yes. you're looking, but you say, all right, Lord, Lord I don't understand or I don't nah. see, yep. but I know that you you declare you the provision. Mm. Yep. So would you just do whatever do your will is and do, mm. and it's like not do it this way or whatever, you know, which mm. is often what we start off with. Yeah, I remember yeah. having a conversation with my sister. She's like, how's things going? I'm like, God needs to step in because I don't have any answers. Yeah, I don't know what else to do. So, yeah, and it's just like, bang. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was a big learning curve for me as well. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I think it's interesting that we can be waiting for fulfilment of promise um, for either longer than we think or a lot shorter. You know, you can be like, yeah. oh, I'm not ready. God's like, bam! Yeah. Um, so we often have to wait for God's perfect timing. So what is your attitude during a time when it looks like nothing is happening and your prayers are not being answered? Yes, so how do we wait well, basically, hey? Yeah. Again, as we've talked every time, it's these jolly emotions, isn't it? I mean, sometimes I wish I didn't have emotions, but then I wouldn't have all the positive, you know, all the joy and stuff. But, you know, those are the things that are the most treacherous sometimes. Um, And so, yeah, for me, for waiting, it's, I guess, the biggest part of it is managing those emotions the best I can while still, Mm. you know, walking and doing what needs to be done. And, And I find for me as well, reading scripture aloud really helps me because it builds my faith. 
I mean, yeah. sometimes I'd be up at three in the morning <laughs> reading Psalms and crying while I'm reading it. Probably yeah. crying because I'm feeling sorry for myself. But as yeah. I go on, it like really takes root and it really builds up my faith. It really, really helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just, you know, putting on, you know, I can remember... Um, have you seen as it's either Evan Almighty or Bruce Almighty one of the movies where they have the post-its with all the like prayers and the whole thing's covered in post-it notes you girls look like you don't even know what movie I'm talking no, about no I haven't movies yeah. but I can't remember the scene alright well there's a scene anyway where it's to do with prayers or answered prayers and it's these little post-its like you see behind you on David's <laughs> shelf there all over the place and I mean I was doing that you know um, like before we left South Africa I can remember 20 years ago you know before I knew about liquid chalk of course you know having all <laughs> these little post-its like all over my kitchen cupboards yeah. because yeah. I need to see the scripture putting it in front of me you know saying it over now of course I've been introduced to liquid chalk and so that's on my mirror <laughs> but you know I can't make you laugh that but it really helps to put those scripture yeah. up it really builds your faith um, and you know often when your emotions are, are up and down like that you don't even feel like reading it or declaring no. it, but that's where it has choice. to be choice. You force yeah. yourself to do it, and I can yeah. honestly say it works. And of course, we know as well putting on worship, yeah. um, you know, the praise garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And um, yeah, and I really like um, reading back in my journals as well, because yeah. that helps me to really you know well. look through and see some of the times where I was feeling really you know bad and and just what God has done and. And, you know, reading, we talked last time about that wall of fame or faith, I should say, in Hebrews 11. And just looking at those people and what they actually endured, which mm. to me is much worse than anything I've really had to. Yeah. Go read about Paul. I'm feeling really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah so that's been really helpful for me. And, yeah, and, and trying to remember as well, trying to keep in mind the big picture that God may be leaving you in a situation for a while because he's, he's going to try and develop strength yes. or yeah. character out of that. And, you know, as much as I'd love to have instant canned character, it isn't, it isn't easy and quick and it doesn't come any other way. Um, and then, of course, again, is obeying scripture, Philippians 4, 6 7 that we know. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, uh, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so again, it's that choice when those emotions and thoughts are going crazy. I've got to bring them under control, and I've got mm-hmm. to do what that scripture says, because it talks straight into that area. And we've talked a lot before about applying the word that is key okay because often we don't feel like praying and petitioning and certainly not giving thanks in those situations and we have to and it's that sacrifice of giving thanks that really I think moves God's hand and pleases him as well Um, you know and just remembering that you need to let your spirit rule you and not your soul not your mind and your emotions Mm. yeah and I think part of that you know not letting it drive you yep um, that you know that waiting all my life is about is just Waiting, waiting, waiting yeah. for that event, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be more than that. I think it's good to have, like, that, um, just learning to be content in every situation, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. It comes back to that peace yeah. and joy. Mm-hmm. And there's a scripture that isn't that I've learnt to be, con- I think it's yeah. Paul speaking, Paul, yeah. I've learnt to be content in every situation, whether in mm-hmm. plenty or need or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I watched my husband, my husband loves to write. Um, novels. He just just loves it. He does it. You know, he spends time every day 
writing and working on it, um, you know, and he has this hope that one day he will be a published novelist. And, um, you know, he submits and um, novels and stories to publishers and things like that. And, um, you know, he gets the, the flick back rejection letter or email sort of thing. And, um, you know, he gets, you know, he has that disappointment, but he doesn't let that sort of steal the hope, steal still that sort of thing you know God still says no I want you to submit it again submit it over here and so he keeps doing that and he doesn't like lose hope that one day yeah um and in that it's strengthening his and growing his character as well yeah it's really good that he's yeah character and you know God's like um and you know just the drudge report comes (laughs) but yeah every every novel gets better and better um yeah, so you're learning to handle that disappointment yeah. without losing the hope that yeah. you have. I think I wish we could really, because I know, like, you know, I know I can say it and it sounds fine in theory, but if we could really, really get to grips with the fact that if we don't ever have these disappointments or these situations, we wish there is no character. Yeah. Eh? And because. Comes yeah. back to the. If that if everything is perfect in my life and it goes whatever, I'm mm. gonna be like an amoeba. Seriously, like no, yeah. you know, no backbone, no, just all, uh, yeah. no character, hey. And it's like if we could really get that into us, we just wouldn't winch so much Comes about situations. Hey? People hate hearing it, but everything happens for a reason. Yeah, there's a reason for it. But right. you can even just see, look at a child that's just yeah. totally gets their own way and spoils. Mm. They just, you know. They've got no resilience, they've got no um, emotional um, resilience or, you know, no drive, no determination. And we just wouldn't have that. Yeah. I actually, I think about that sometimes. You know, you talk about some of the the kids in your class that they never have to deal with anger or frustration. You know, the parents sort of, when that situation comes up, the parents just move them on to a different activity and distract them. So they never learn to deal with that emotions. And I... You know, I think about that, like, what a disservice I'd be doing my son mm. if he never learnt to deal with anger and mum and dad yeah. saying, no, you can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Because that translates into... Yeah, into your character and yeah. who's going to become. Yeah, bigger yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. That's good. All right. Well, we might we might close up the, the Rahab chapter with a bit of a, a challenge. Carolyn, did you want to... Yeah, just, um, you know, as we've said, don't let your emotions drive you. When you get um, anxious or frustrated, just control your thoughts. The Bible talks about us taking our thoughts captive. Um, and here's a scripture that can help you. I find as well that, you know, learning scripture and, you know, saying that scripture when you're feeling out, like you cannot be having all those millions of crazy thoughts and quoting scripture at the same time, like, you just, you know, I don't care how good at multitasking you are. You're not doing it. So learn the scripture and learn it when in the good times when you need it, it will be there to pull out. And just when you're feeling anxious or whatever and you find that your thoughts and emotions are threatening to take over, then, you know, the scripture or another scripture, just really get that into you and start saying it. So it's Psalm 27 um, verse 14. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Yep. Um, and I think it's important that we remember it doesn't even matter how we feel when we're saying it and declaring it. It is God's word and spoken aloud. It's powerful and it's part of 
we might not feel powerful when we say it, we might feel the total opposite, but mm. you know, it's his word and he's true and faithful to his word. Mm. Yeah. Good, yeah. All right, let's move on to Martha. Jude, do you want to introduce Martha? Sure. Um, Martha was the sister of Mary and Lazarus, and they lived in Bethany. Um, other than that, I couldn't really find much personal history in the Bible on Martha. <laughs> she, um, yeah, she was loved by Jesus. In John 11, in the story of Lazarus' death, death and being brought back to life, it says Jesus loved Martha and, and her sister and Lazarus. So they were obviously very close to Jesus' heart and um, people that he thought highly of. Um, she had a great gift of hospitality, but it was also to a fault. She just keep keep busy, I suppose. Busy. Yeah, so um, there's nothing wrong with having hospitality, but there is if it gets in the road of what you should be doing. Yeah, get some motivation behind it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the motivation behind it, that's right. Um, yeah, and so I suppose she's seen more, when people think of Martha and, and Mary, she's seen more as the more practical person than the spiritual person, mm. I suppose, yeah. Mm. And I think as well that, that um, they lived, you know, she lived with Mary, like you said, and her brother Lazarus and Bethany, and it's um, just a small town that's about two miles east of Jerusalem. And I think when Jesus and his disciples... Um, came to religious festivals and stuff in Jerusalem that often went and stayed there. Yeah. Mm. So they were you know, close to him. Mm. Yeah. Did you want to read uh, Luke 10, 38 to 40? Sure. Jesus and his disciples went on their way. Jesus came to a village where a woman named Martha lived. She welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary. Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was busy with all the things that had to be done. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, my sister has left me to do all the work by myself. Don't you care? Tell her to help me. So what do you think Mary was, oh, Martha, sorry, was actually saying to Jesus? Like what was underlying? Well, I think there, the underlying thing, like she's, she, you know when she said to him, don't you care? I mean, she's not seriously really asking that. It's mm. more a... I don't want to say manipulation, but it is like a sort of manipulation to like say to him, come on, get her to come and yeah. help me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's often that's what David often says, so you've got to say what you mean and mean what you're saying. You know, people often say things and then when you ping them on them or try and hold them to them, they're like, oh, that's not really what I meant or whatever. And I think that's what she's doing a bit of, yeah, you know, because don't you care. And if, you know, she's saying, don't you care? And if Jesus came and said, you know, I care, she, oh, yeah, well, that's not really what I meant. It's like, <laughs> yeah. tell her, basically, I'm asking you to make her come and help me. Or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you really see that she's placing, like, work over relationship? And, yeah. you know, what I'm doing is more important. Why yeah. are you letting her get away with not helping me out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, it takes, like, <laughs> it takes courage <laughs> to come out and say things to people and be vulnerable mm. and not sort of hint yeah. Yeah. come around the side well, that's what she's, yeah. doing. she's hinting around isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. so what was Martha's relationship to Jesus like at, at this point in her life well you know I think Martha gets a bad rap hey? um, because you know like you say we always think of Martha and Mary and we do think straight away oh she was doing the wrong thing the yeah. practical and you know she wasn't the spiritual one but I mean I think she, she was definitely a woman of faith as well yeah. um, and she took her household duties seriously which you know is good 
and she would have spent hours tending to the preparations, really wanting to have that spur of excellence and, like you said, the yeah. hospitality, really wanting to serve Jesus. So she would have that servant heart as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but she had faith as well. John 11, 5, it says Jesus loved Martha and her sister. So it's mentioned there. And, you know, if we look, I mean, she just needed that gentle chiding by Dave, uh, David, by Jesus, sorry. Um, you know, just saying. And, and you look later as well that when Lazarus died and Jesus was coming, it was Martha that hurried out to meet him and actually said to him, you know, she expressed her faith, if you've been here, my brother, you know. But yeah. even now, God will still do what you ask him. So, yeah, so I think that, um, you know, once she had that little gentle rebuke and that she, you know, Mm. Yeah, because and I think at the start it was a lot more sort of driven by fear rather than love. Because I think um, fear drives us to work and strive, whereas love leads us to worship and obedience. So I think at the start there was a bit more sort of fear mm. in her than um, after Jesus sort of corrected her to see that change in attitude and like there's yeah. a shift in it. It's the more I need to do mentality instead of I just need to sit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of women do that. There's a lot of striving, and you know. Yeah. I totally can't relate to her. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) 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 And I mean, how often do we do that? We concern ourselves more more with doing than with Mm. actually sitting in Jesus' presence. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. I was going to start thinking. I know in my history in ministry, like when I was looking after all the youth girls, at one point it was more looking at what programs need to be done instead mm. of just sitting and having my relationship with Jesus. Mm. And, you know, it comes back to seek him first yeah. and everything else will happen. So yeah. if you've got that relationship with him and you're sitting with him, yeah. then what mm. you're supposed to do will flow out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Mm. Yeah. So can you, can you relate to Martha? Do you have we already did it. <laughs> you said you couldn't relate to her, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. I never found myself as a, you know, <laughs> under Martha. pressure that I can easily slip into yes. <laughs> my mother-like tendencies. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, think, I can relate. I think that, you know, the world and in religion, yeah, um, it yeah. they it. reward yeah. you. And it's, Martha, yeah. It, yeah. Under the wor- you know, in the world, it's under the guise of ambition or you're mm. motivated, you're mm. switched on. And in the church it can be excellent or committed yeah, and yeah, faithful yeah, um yeah and the sad thing is there's going to be a lot of people um that sincerely you know believe they're doing it all for god and whatever yeah. and like it's like that's not what i was asking you to do hey yeah you yeah. do just um duty it becomes duty then and works 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 to yeah. try and earn favor and you know god's affirmation and yeah it's a terrible cycle to get yourself into because you have to keep it up the whole time. Because if, if you admit weakness, you admit yeah. that you are even just wrong. Yeah. Like everything's going to just shatter. So you can be really defensive yeah. mm. when anyone tries to correct you because... Because if you're wrong, you have to change. Yeah. <laughs> and you see there as well, as if you've got the Martha um, thing where you're getting, like, yeah, you're throwing yourself into that and you're striving to try and earn approval, mm-hmm. then you're getting all your affirmation out of, like, performance. And yes. so, like Lena says, you can get defensive mm-hmm. if people say something that you perceive as criticism mm-hmm. um, because that's where your identity is coming from and it's not coming from resting in Christ. Mm. Yep. 
Yeah, no matter how lovingly you're corrected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't hear it because you're filtering it through those defences. And so yeah. you actually often, you know, I've dealt with people that often actually say, well, this is what I heard and it's not even what was said, but they're yeah. not hearing what was actually said. <laughs> yeah. Then it's laughing. Because <laughs> I did it tonight. <laughs> to David's like, is this server down? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I tested it. Well, this is what happened to me. I'm like, I tested it. It's fine. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, Martha, like, tendency, you know, people don't like to admit weakness. Um, you know, I think, too, there can be a lot of frustration with people you perceive not to be pulling their weight because, like, yes, look at yes. me. Yeah, yeah exactly. so great. And, you yeah. and you're doing, doing nothing. Doing. Yeah. yeah. And that's it's not fair. She, that's what she saw Mary as. Look at her. She's yeah. lazy. Yeah. She's sitting there and I'm doing all the work. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, isn't that I'm interesting right. what Jesus right. said to her? She's doing the better thing. Yep. That really pulls us up, isn't it? And yeah. it should make us look at that's a good point, Lena. Like, yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it leads to perfectionism mm. and therefore a critical spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And you tend to view small problems as bigger than what they are, so you can be really just like flustered and um, mm. unhinged quickly. Yeah. 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 Mm. Good one, unhinged quickly. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's read Jesus' response to Martha in Luke 10 41 to 42. It says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So, what was the point Jesus was trying to make in his response to Martha? I think his main point was that it needs to be intimacy above doing. Yeah. And, you know, he was telling her as well that although food for the body is important, food for your soul and your spirit is more important. Yeah. And, um, you know, her worry over preparing a special meal showed misplaced priorities, maybe. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong for her to have done that, and it's not wrong to serve and be committed to excellent, but it is wrong if we place so much emphasis on it that we have no time for personal growth in our faith. And if it leaves us no time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we've talked before as well about, you know, I'm at the stage in my life now, which is good considering I don't like cooking. I can do it if I have to, but I don't like it. But, you know, um, years ago, like, I would, if I was going to, I wouldn't invite people around or whatever because it was too stressful. And, like, the meal's got to just be perfect and whatever. And, you know, you might end up fighting with each other and ripping each other's head off just because of the stress of getting ready, the people are coming, let's get the house perfect, blah, blah, blah. I've gone, uh, you know, I'm comfortable in a place where, yeah, I'm not adverse to nice food and whatever, but I would rather have the company around and enjoy yeah. the people than, than not actually do it. Mm. And if you are going to keep those levels of stress, then A, you're probably not going to have people around often and you miss out in that company, or B, you'll have it, but everyone's been at each other's throat before and are so tense that you've missed the whole point because relationships have been damaged from words that have been spoken. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, I've got um, my, as you know, my 50th birthday coming up this weekend. Mm. And, you know, I'm very fortunate to have lovely ladies in my life that like cooking and baking and stuff. And I'm going to, you know, do that side of it. And I'm just like, yeah, I just want to do my tables. I just enjoy that, whatever. They can take care of that. And I think for them, maybe at times it might have felt a bit frustrating because I'm always like, I don't care if we have hamburgers from McDonald's. (laughs) Um, I don't care about the food 
for me it's the company and whatever and I mean but you know Nashville is nice and so I am grateful that other people can do that for me um, but I think it's to have that balance isn't it having that and just you know and, and as I say I've reached a place where like I can appreciate the company and value that and not um, get so stressed about it that I actually damage relationships and I yeah. think that's what he's saying here there's got to be a balance you can have all of that excellence in the nice meal but you've got to remember relationship is key um, yeah yeah and I think it, it really highlights for us that we need to be careful we're not expending all our energy doing good things because you know those things are good it wasn't bad things she's doing but then being too busy that we've got no time to deepen our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're too busy to take time aside to develop that int- intimacy, then we are too busy, full stop. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking it's just that just sitting at his feet, having a relation- relationship with him is all that's needed. So seek him first yeah. and, and all be added. So yeah. if, if you've got your relationship with him right, then everything else falls in. You know, people go, oh, I'm too busy to didn't have a prayer time or I'm too busy to yeah. whatever but part of the all be added he'll allow that time yeah. to still yeah. happen do you know what I mean yeah. like yeah I mean we're not talking here about being ridiculous and actually becoming lazy and no. like pulling your no, way no, and helping people all. but yeah. it is just that it is more important like you say mm. to have that time aside with him yeah. definitely mm. so is that the response she was after <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, because, think, the, sorry, Jude, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think she was looking more to be validated and very, very abused. <laughs> yeah. I'm right, she's wrong. Yeah, that's, that's it. Clear. I, I, I was like calling attention, look at me, like yeah. you say, not, not those words, I mean, she wouldn't have even thought that, but it's just like what yeah. you said, that need to be validated. Yeah. Um, and I think that obviously the response she was looking for clearly was that he would tell Mary to go and help her which she didn't, but you know what, she got more, uh, I've got a little thing that right here, she actually got much more, and God never withholds good except when he's got something better to give, um, so she got more, um, Jesus gently reminded her of what was more important, and basically gave her permission mm-hmm. to stop striving and to slow down a bit, so yeah. Yeah, she got freedom from striving. Yeah. yeah. Freedom from trying to earn that yeah. relationship yeah. and love. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And I mean, she did respond to that. I believe she did, you know, mm. a look later. But yeah. So yeah. Yes. yeah. So how do, how do we make that switch? Because Martha's made the switch. Yep. How do we make that switch? Um, yeah, I think um, it's it's really just by switching your identity out of what you're doing and getting your sense of self-worth from that into getting it from Christ yeah. and also also realising that you only get righteousness through him and not through your own effort. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, so I think there's a couple of scriptures that we'd like you to look up yeah. for this. Um, Titus 3.5 and 2 Corinthians 5.21. Yeah. And I think we can just, you know, um, say that she speaks to us as women because I think we can all relate to feeling that stress and flustered due to time demand. Yeah, So, yeah, if you look up those scriptures, as you said, and just remind ourselves of where our sense of worth comes from. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good, all right. Well, we're going to close off the podcast there. Um, We thank you for tuning in. And if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can pop onto our website, www.life-house.net, or you can find us on Facebook under Lifehouse Ministries.
and I will catch you next time.